Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of Bianca Roberson, an 18-year-old young woman from Westchester, Pennsylvania, who was murdered on June 28, 2017. That day, Bianca went to a local Walmart with her mother and grandmother, picking up a few things. And after their shopping trip, Bianca, who had driven her own car, left the parking lot to head home to wait for a package to be delivered. But Bianca never made it home. Shortly after getting on the highway to drive home, Bianca's car veered off the road and crashed into a ditch. When police and EMS arrived, they found Bianca dead behind the wheel. At first, it appeared Bianca's death was the result of the accident, but they soon learned that Bianca had been shot in the head. When her killer is found, the reason why Bianca was killed was almost unbelievable. This is Bianca's story. As many of you know, we took a break last week, so thank you for coming back for this week's episode. The story of what happened to Bianca Roberson is not only a devastating story, it's a scary story. It's a story about how quickly things can change, and it's a story about how easily people disregard life. Bianca had never met her killer. She didn't know him before he shot her. But in a split second, he took her life. Westchester, where Bianca lived, is a suburb of Philadelphia where I live. And so when she was murdered, her story was all over the local news. And I vividly remember being shocked. I've told you all before that people are murdered in Philly on a daily basis. It's the sad reality of living here. But... When someone is murdered in an area that is not known to be a violent area or in the suburbs of the city, people tend to pay more attention. So for an 18-year-old girl who just graduated from high school to be murdered while driving on a busy highway that many of us at some point have probably driven on, scared us. But when we found out why, that fear turned to outrage. Bianca Roberson was born on October 17, 1998 in Upland, PA. Her
Her parents, Michelle and Rodney, had moved to the suburbs from West Philadelphia to give their children a better life in a safer area. Bianca was their youngest. Her brother Michael, Michelle's son from a previous relationship, was a few years older than her. And Rodney also had children from a previous relationship. Eventually, the family moved to Westchester, where Bianca and her brother went to school. Growing up, her family described her as a social butterfly who did everything from cheerleading to basketball. She had also spent time as a Girl Scout, and for 11 years, she danced at a local dance studio. But her true passion was drawing. It was something that Bianca had loved to do from a really young age. Her father, Rodney, when describing his daughter, said, quote, She always could make me smile and make life a little brighter. Bianca was a child who was always happy, and she brought that joy to everyone around her. With adults, she was shy and respectful. With her friends, she was kind, gentle, and funny. To me, she was the smartest and most beautiful young woman in the world. In 2006, Michelle and Rodney divorced. Rodney later told the Post-Mercury that divorce was hard, but he also admitted that Bianca didn't like the way that he was talking to Michelle and that she had made her feelings clear. Rodney said that because of the love that they shared for their daughter, they were able to put their differences aside and co-parent her together. And as she grew up, Bianca and her dad remained very close. In high school, at Bayard Rustin High School, Bianca was a very active part of the student body. She joined the Black Student Union and received several awards while at Ruston. She balanced school and her social life well, and on top of her various activities, she was also an excellent student. She was, by all accounts, a good girl with a bright future. Michelle and Rodney had worked hard to give her a great life. Michael, Bianca's brother, who was about seven years older than her, had struggled with health issues after being diagnosed with muscular dystrophy. He, too, had graduated from Ruston High School, and he attended Indiana University of Pennsylvania for a while. Afterward, Michael started working as a truck driver, something that his mom said was a lifelong dream of his. And he also was the father to a little girl who was his world. Now, for those who don't know, muscular dystrophy is a genetic disease that causes weakness in a person's muscles over time. Now, there are several different types of muscular dystrophy, but the most common and severe form affects boys in early childhood, and people who suffer from that version have a life expectancy of between 20 and 30 years old. So sadly, on October 24th, 2013, just a week after Bianca's birthday, her older brother died from heart disease related to his muscular dystrophy. He was only 22 years old. The loss was very hard for Bianca's family. Michael was a young man, and despite his disease, he was living a full life. And his death was difficult for everyone, especially Bianca, who had always been very close to her older brother. But Bianca and her family were strong, and although the loss of Michael had changed their lives forever, Bianca was the bright light in the darkness for them. And watching her blossom into a successful young woman brought them joy. Now, not long after her losing her brother, Bianca got her first job working at McDonald's. But a couple weeks later, she quit when she got a better opportunity to work at a retirement community in Newtown Square. 
She worked there as a dietary aide and was beloved by the residents and staff that she worked alongside. During her senior year of high school, Bianca continued to excel academically and earned a full scholarship to attend Jacksonville University in Florida. Her plan was to major in criminal justice so that she could work for the FBI as a forensic agent. Her senior year had been a success. She was on honor roll all four semesters, and she had received a full ride to college. All of the Robertson's dreams for their daughter were coming true. And for Michelle, after losing her only son, found comfort in the fact that her daughter was well on her way to having a really great life. With her senior year also came one of the most exciting parts for some, aside from graduation, prom. Bianca, by that time, stood six feet tall and wore a royal blue two-piece dress. She was beautiful. A few weeks later, Bianca graduated from Ruston on June 6, 2017. It had been a bittersweet moment, her mom told the Post-Mercury, because despite her excitement and all the fun that she was having, not having her brother there to see her graduate was painful. As the summer of 2017 began, Bianca was preparing for her big move to Florida. She had already met the young lady whom she'd be sharing a dorm room with, and the girls had been chatting and messaging back and forth. Michelle said that Bianca was eager to move. She just couldn't wait to get that little bit of independence that comes when you go away to college. At this time, Michelle and Bianca were living with Michelle's mom, Josie, and they were all really close. And although they were nervous for Bianca to be moving so far away from them, they were all very excited for her big move. Classes at Jacksonville University were going to begin on August 28th, and so the plan was to leave on the 23rd to drive down and drop Bianca off. Her grandmother, Josie, was going to go with them, and they planned to stop in Georgia to visit Michelle's brother. It was a trip that they were all looking forward to. But they never made the trip, and Bianca never made it to college. A few weeks after graduating from high school, Bianca was dead. June 28th, 2017, according to Michelle, started off like any other day. Bianca had gone to get her hair done, and Michelle, who was a nurse, had been at work. Now, they were less than a month away from school starting, and Bianca was still getting things together and getting all the things that she would need. According to Michelle, that afternoon, she and her mom met Bianca at the local Walmart. Michelle said that because they had all been coming from different places, they all came to the Walmart separately. Bianca drove a 2009 green Chevy Malibu that she had gotten for her 16th birthday. And after doing a little shopping, the ladies left the store and loaded all the bags into Bianca's car. Michelle had to go back to work, and Bianca was going to drop the bags home before heading out with some friends that she had made plans with. Michelle had also ordered her daughter a dorm box as a surprise, and so she wanted her to be there when the package arrived. Bianca got in her car, and Michelle told her daughter that she loved her and to be safe driving. Bianca said the same. She then got in her car and headed towards Route 202, the highway that she would take home. It was around 5.20 p.m. when Bianca left the Walmart parking lot. But 11 minutes later, 
911 calls began pouring in with reports of a single car accident. Callers reported seeing a car traveling southbound on Route 202 veer off the highway and crash into several trees before resting in a ditch. The Good Samaritans that witnessed the accident had stopped their vehicles to assist the driver, but the callers told 911 that the young woman behind the wheel was bleeding all over the place and she wasn't moving. Within minutes of the 911 calls, police began arriving on the scene of the accident. And when they checked the driver to see if they were okay, it was obvious that the person behind the wheel was dead. The responding officers found a significant amount of blood inside the vehicle and could see that the victim had sustained an injury to her head. When investigators arrived on the scene, they began to assess the damage to the vehicle and believed that the victim had either hit her head on the A-frame of the vehicle or she had been struck by a branch as the vehicle crashed into the trees. But in the immediate aftermath of the crash, police could only theorize what had happened. They would need to interview witnesses and wait for a cause of death determination before they could get to the bottom of what caused the accident. Now, it didn't take them long, however, to find out who their victim was. Inside the car, they found several personal items, including a wallet. And inside, they found the ID of Bianca Roperson. At just 18 years old, 11 minutes after she had left her mom and grandma at Walmart, Bianca was dead. In 2021, Bianca's story was featured on ID channel See No Evil, and in that episode, her grandmother Josie recalls leaving the store to head home not long after Bianca had left. She said that on her way home, she traveled the same route that Bianca had, but that there had been a detour because of an accident. Josie said that she remembered thinking to herself, I hope that's not Bianca. But Josie said that by the time that she got to her house, there were cops there waiting. And she was completely caught by surprise because, according to her, they don't have cops in their neighborhood. And so she couldn't imagine why the police were at her home. And Josie said when she got out of her car, the officer asked her if she was Michelle Roberson. And she told them that Michelle was her daughter and asked them, you know, what was going on. But all the police would say was that they needed to speak to Michelle. Now, although the cops didn't tell her what was going on, Josie was obviously scared. And she called her daughter crying and told her that the police were at the house and that they needed to talk to her. And so Michelle left work and came home. I'm sure a million things were running through her head, but she had no idea that she was moments away from receiving life-altering news. Michelle said that when she got home, the officer that was there came up to her and asked her if she owned a green Chevy Malibu, and she told them that she did. They asked her who would be driving the car, and she told them that her daughter would be driving the car. And they asked her if her daughter was Bianca Roberson, and Michelle told them yes. And that's when they informed her that Bianca was dead. Michelle said that she couldn't even let the officer finish. She described herself as being in a haze. She could not believe that after losing her only son, her now only child was gone. 
When Bianca's family got the news that she had died, the information that they had was that she had died in a car accident. But when Bianca's cause of death is determined, it would turn the police investigation from the investigation of a tragic car accident to an all-out manhunt for a cold-blooded murder. On June 28, 2017, 18-year-old Bianca Roberson had spent the afternoon shopping with her mom and grandmother at a local Walmart. Bianca had driven her own car to the store, and at around 5.20 p.m., she left to head to her home. Eleven minutes later, calls began coming in to 911 reporting a single-car accident and an unresponsive woman was bleeding profusely. When officers and EMS arrived on the scene, they determined that the young woman who they identified as Bianca was dead. At first, it appeared her death was the result of a tragic accident. But when Bianca's body was examined by the medical examiner, police found out that this was no accident at all. Investigators on the scene where the accident took place had to determine why Bianca had driven off the road. Pictures from the scene show a car that had sustained damage, but it wasn't the kind of damage you would expect from an accident where someone died. Luckily for police, this stretch of highway is a busy one, and so there were several witnesses who saw Bianca's crash. Now, one of the witnesses who who spoke to police said that minutes before Bianca's car crashed, a red pickup truck had been driving alongside of her and that the truck had made impact with Bianca's car, sending it into the ditch. The witness said that the truck then sped off. Now, at that point, police knew that what they thought was a single-car accident wasn't, and they now knew that there was another car involved. And so now they needed to find that car and the person who was driving it. Now, the first place that they would start was with surveillance footage. PennDOT, the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, has cameras along the highways and interstates. And so investigators knew that if they could get a copy of the footage, they could possibly see exactly what had happened to Bianca. And while investigators waited for the footage from the camera, Bianca's body was taken to the Emmy's office to be autopsied. Investigators fully believed that she had died as a result of the car accident, and so they expected her cause of death to match that. But the day after her death, detectives on the case received a call from the medical examiner that changed everything. During the autopsy, the ME had found a 40 caliber bullet inside Bianca's head. At worst, police thought that they had a case of someone leaving the scene of an accident. But just a day after her death, investigators were now investigating a homicide. Someone had murdered Bianca, shot her in the head while she was driving home. Now the question is who? And the even bigger question was why? As if Bianca's death wasn't devastating enough, the news that she had actually been murdered, shot in the head, was like hearing she died for the first time all over again. Michelle said Bianca didn't even know anyone who owned a gun, so who would have wanted to kill her? 
Investigators didn't know if they had a random murder on their hands or a targeted one, but they did know that whoever had killed Bianca needed to be found. When the news of her death began to spread around Chester County, the surrounding suburbs, and here in Philadelphia, everybody wanted to know who killed her. The fact that she had been killed driving home was scary, but people were also angry. Finding out that Bianca had just graduated from high school and was on her way to college made her story so much more tragic to the public. When police received the surveillance footage from PennDOT, they were unable to see the spot where the crash had taken place because there was no camera in that location. So investigators decided to look at the footage from cameras located before the crash site. Now, two miles before Bianca's car crashed, there is a merge that turns the road from two lanes to one as you head on to Route 202. Now, footage from the camera at that location shows Bianca's green Malibu as it approached the merge. But traveling directly next to Bianca's car was a red pickup truck, just like the one that the witness on the scene had described. The footage showed both vehicles in their own lanes, but they were traveling at almost the exact same speed as they approached the single lane. Now, as the cars approached that lane, they went out of view of the camera. But the next camera on the highway was pointed after the crash site. And so investigators looked at that footage to see if they could see the red pickup truck fleeing down the hallway as described by the witness. And sure enough, minutes after the crash, a red pickup truck is seen speeding down the shoulder of Route 202. Investigators knew that they had the car that they were looking for on camera, and it was a huge break in the case and gave investigators something to work with. I mean, simply having the images of a red pickup truck wasn't going to give them their suspect. I mean, there are hundreds of red pickup trucks in the area, but Having that image would allow them to give the public something in hopes that it would jog their memory of that day. The images of the truck were shared to the media, and many people on social media shared the images and the police from the police for information. As part of their investigation, police went back through all the 911 calls from the day of the accident, hoping to find someone who had seen something else. And one of the calls, a woman said that she saw the two cars fighting to get into the same lane. And she said that there was an aqua truck, aqua is a water utility in the area, that was in front of her may have also witnessed what happened. Now, police were able to track down the driver of the truck, but he didn't see what happened. He could only recall the red truck passing him on the shoulder after the accident had occurred. But on June 30th, two days after Bianca's murder, a woman came into the police station to report that she had seen the red pickup truck driving along Paoli Pike moments after the murder. She told police that the truck was being driven by a white male with sandy blonde hair, slight facial hair, and bug eyes. Now, based on the description, police were able to create a composite sketch of the man that she saw, and that image was also given to the media. The witness's information about seeing the truck on Paoli Pike was another huge lead for police. They now had an idea of which direction the truck had headed in when it got off the highway. After receiving this new information, police headed to Paoli Pike 
near the exit and began visiting businesses and knocking on doors looking for additional surveillance footage that may give them a better view of the vehicle and the driver. And they got lucky when they found two homes that had cameras. One of the homes had an HD camera, and so the footage was really clear. At 5.31 p.m. on June 28th, around the same time that the first 911 calls came in, the footage shows a red pickup truck driving past the home down Paoli Pike. Now, because of the angle, they were unable to see the license plate, but they were able to make out stickers on the window, a dent on the hood, and rims that were described as distinctive. Now, this new image of the truck was also released to the media and detectives hoped that this clearer image would help bring in more leads. They also offered a $5,000 reward for information. Now, images of the truck and the composite sketch were everywhere. Bianca's devastated family and her friends were begging the driver to do the right thing and come forward. And on July 1st, as the walls began to close in, the police received a call from an attorney who said that his client wanted to turn himself in. Now, the attorney said that his client's name was David Desper and that he wasn't going to speak to police, but that he did own a red pickup truck and would consent to a search of the truck and his room. After receiving the call, police, of course, went to the home of 28-year-old David Desper. And there they found the red pickup truck with the stickers in the window and the distinct rims. The truck was registered to David. And after entering his home and searching his room, police found a 40 caliber Smith & Wesson handgun, the same gun used to murder Bianca. On July 2nd, four days after Bianca was shot to death driving home, David Desper was arrested and charged with first-degree murder, third-degree murder, and recklessly endangering another person. Five days later, Bianca was laid to rest. Hundreds gathered to remember her and celebrate the life that had been cut way too short. She had touched so many lives in her short time on Earth, and losing her was felt deeply by so many people in her community. When David Desper was arrested, there was a collective sigh of relief. Everyone was happy that this murderer was off the streets. But with him arrested, everyone, including Bianca's family, wanted to know why. Why had David killed Bianca? When David's picture was released to the media, word began to spread that David, a white guy, had killed Bianca, a young black woman. People became convinced that this was a hate crime. Many people believed that David had targeted her because she was Black. After his arrest, police combed through David's social media looking for any signs that he was a racist. They also spoke to people who knew David, and no one said they knew of him to be a racist. But David never said why he killed Miyaka. According to the detectives... He also showed no remorse for what he had done. After he killed Bianca, he spoke to his best friend on the phone for several minutes, and they talked about racing and car parts. His friend later told detectives that David seemed completely fine and never mentioned the shooting. 
He even went to play Benny golf and went out to eat like nothing had ever happened. Detectives said that he had only turned himself in because he knew that police were getting closer to finding him. In September 2018, David Desper pled guilty to Bianca's murder and was sentenced to 20 to 40 years in prison. Prosecutors believe that Bianca was ultimately the victim of road rage. Their theory is that David and Bianca had some kind of incident as they both attempted to merge onto Route 202, and that David, instead of just allowing Bianca to get in front of him, got angry, pulled out his gun, and shot her through his passenger window, killing her. At Desper's sentencing hearing, Rodney spoke about the profound loss of his daughter and what she had meant to him. And he also spoke directly to the man who had murdered her. In his statement, he said, quote, All of my dreams for Bianca were coming true until the day that the defendant murdered my daughter. My questions for the defendant are simple. Why in God's name did you shoot my daughter? Because she was young? Because she was black? Because she was a girl? Because you wanted to go first on the road? Because you had a bad day? How do you think your family would feel if somebody had murdered you like you murdered my daughter? At the hearing, David did apologize, and he said that he wished that he could take it back. But his apology meant nothing, because he can't take it back. Like the detective said on the episode of See No Evil, I can't imagine that someone being angry about their place in line is the reason why my child is no longer here. But sadly, it happens way more often than you think. To say Bianca's death was devastating is probably an understatement. After losing her only son, Michelle had poured her life into her only child. For her father, Bianca was his baby girl, daddy's girl. Her senseless murder almost destroyed them. But instead, they used their tragedy to help others. Michelle started the Bianca Nicole Merge with Mercy Foundation, a nonprofit that aims to empower and support people in communities that have been impacted by gun violence. The high school where she graduated started the Bianca Roberson Scholarship Fund. For Bianca's family, keeping her memory alive has been their mission since her murder. In May 2021, her family received an honorary bachelor's degree in Bianca's name from Jacksonville University in psychology and criminal justice. At just 18 years old, everything that Bianca was looking forward to was stolen. And the only explanation we have is that it was because of road rage. I think we've all been guilty of getting frustrated when we're driving, but the idea that someone would shoot you because you didn't let them merge is something I'm sure has never crossed your mind. Bianca didn't deserve what happened to her. The man who killed her will spend a long time in prison. But in a world where Bianca is no longer here, there is no real justice for her family. But they are determined to keep Bianca alive in the hearts and the minds of us all. May Bianca Roberson rest in peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. 
Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. It also helps our show grow. As always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.